Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. WTIC's Computer Talk tab is brought to you by GoNetSpeed, your choice for crazy fast fiber internet. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we are here till 11 o'clock. We are live. I know it's a little rainy out there this Saturday morning, so have you ever had to talk about some computer issues before you get out and enjoy the weather when it gets nicer? Now is the time to do it. We have a couple lines open for you. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC are the numbers. Feel free to get online. And you were nice enough to join us this Saturday morning, Joe, so we'll get right to your call first. What can we do for you, sir? Joe, are you there? Yes, I'm here. What can we do for you, sir? Well, uh, Eric and Bob, I want to thank you very much for your show. I've gained so much knowledge over the years. Awesome. Unbelievable. I'm glad. I got a suggestion for, for Bob, too. Yeah. Rather than retire... Why doesn't he work three hours a week, Saturday 9 to 11, remotely? There you go, right? <laughs> I'm sure his wife will love that. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's just laughing. Got that other half. <laughs> yes, yeah, somehow the other half of that, of that committee has probably got a vote that's going to override that idea. <laughs> well, well the reason for the call, and you've gone over this in the past many times, uh-huh. I couldn't find anything in the archives on it, but it's Comcast again. Hmm. You know, I want to dump them so badly. I'm nervous about dumping them because I'm a small business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I just want to get a review of who you recommend and to uh, go to for the, uh, what, VOIP? Well, okay, so when you say dump Comcast, Comcast what are you using Comcast for as your as your service now? What's What are you using them for, Internet, phone? Yeah, $150 a month Internet. It's about 92 k down. Then I got three phone lines, two phones, one fax and TV service for the local news. Okay. And that's all I use it for is in the morning for the news. So, All right. So 92K down? You mean 92 megabits down probably. 92 meg, yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. So, I mean, 150 bucks, um, and then your three phone lines, those are emulated POTS lines for your phones, right? Right. I'm going di- to drop that down to two because mm-hmm. one of them is dedicated to fax, and I don't okay. even know how to use that anymore, you know? I do. Yeah, I know what you mean. So you can consider UMA for your phone service, voice over IP phone service. They do offer a very nice little tiny small package for small businesses, um, not only for home, but you could do a, a UMA phone system. You still will need Internet, though, and Tallinn, yep. unfortunately, only has two Internet providers, right? You've I got know. Comcast, and then you've got probably Frontier, right? Yeah, I, I dumped Frontier a few years ago because they're so bad. 
Mm. You could always check them again. We have we, we have been hearing Frontier trying to compete with uh, the fiber companies out there. So occasionally we get surprised by a Frontier fan calling and saying, hey, I got fiber from Frontier. It's really good and it's fast. So you should double check to see if there is a fiber offering in Tolland or um, try to get your friends and neighbors on GoNetSpeed. The more you let people know, especially actually in here in East Hartford, GoNetSpeed is doing a push too. There's only a, you know, a small number of folks in East Hartford that if they let them know they were they're interested, they might come to East Hartford too. Oh, so you, okay. you got to get online and tell them you're interested. GoNetSpeed is definitely growing rather fast. Um, and generally they're very good, very good service. And any, any competition out there is better than the incumbents. So, um, the only issue for you is that you're stuck with those two offerings right now. You could also consider wireless like T-Mobile. We've had a couple of T-Mobile fans call in, um, cellular wireless, but I think they're going to throttle you after you use X number of uh, gigabytes. So that's always kind of scary, especially if you want to run your company. You don't want to have a very large bill after X number of gigs are used. So check with Frontier, see if they offer a service. I would tell you to see if GoNetSpeed's coming, and then you just have to kind of wait because um, you don't have a lot of options, I don't think. Yeah, that's what uh, I keep waiting for. Right, but you could cut the um, lines by going to UMA. So yeah. you right. could always check out the UMA little the little UMA phone system and port your numbers over to UMA, uh, buy a couple of UMA phones, and now your voice over IP, and you can get rid of those phone lines. Those are pretty probably pretty expensive phone lines from from Comcast. Probably I'm guessing thirty to thirty five bucks a month per line. Forty so nine ninety five each. Forty now, holy yeah, moly! Forty nine, unbelievable. And even the other thing, if you ever check the fees on that. Other charges or credits? Unbelievable. Oh, my gosh. You get the War of 1812 uh, tax on these things. I know. I know. It's crazy. State gross receipt fees? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's all. you got to talk to Looney about that. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I will. <laughs> or Ritter. Those two guys are in charge of uh, you know, taxing us to death. Very good. All right. Okay. Thanks all again. Right. Appreciate it. Bob, have a great uh, retirement. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Joe. So feel free to get online, Bob. Why don't you refresh that to see what we got for callers? That's like Bob's one job. He's got to click the mouse. <laughs> so well, four like Homer Simpson <laughs> or uh, George Jensen gets to push the push button. the button, right? <laughs> so we have four lines wide open. Feel free to get online. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC. While you wait for your calls, um, ransomware is a huge thing out there these days. You're seeing every business out there getting impacted by ransomware, right? Um, You've heard the uh, the Colonial Pipeline got hit with ransomware. I just heard McDonald's. Um, even here, I brought this up before, a company called Electa, which offers cloud-based cancer software for folks like Yale and other uh, practitioners that help uh, cancer patients. Their cloud got hit with ransomware, and believe it or not, they had to run servers, on-premise servers, out to their clients to get them back up and running. The reason I bring this up, guys, is that there are solutions to preventing ransomware for your businesses. Now, nothing's 100%, but minimally, and these are for small businesses, this is what we recommend for our clients, minimally, a good antivirus, right? You can have a, a WebRoot-style antivirus or a next generation like Sentinel-1. You can do web filtration, right? Make sure you don't let your people surf anywhere they want on the Internet. If your people can surf anywhere they want on the Internet, well, you're just waiting for an accident to happen. you got to filter them, and it's nothing. you're not trying to you know, you know, harm them or anything. You're saying, no, you can't go to these malicious sites. I'm going to block you because you know, there's too many bad sites out there that your people can get tangled up in and you wouldn't even realize it. 
You need to have email filtration and, and, and technologies that block bad emails and links coming into your employees' mailboxes. You need to implement something called security awareness training, right? There's so many people out there that if they see an email from what looks to be the U.S. Post Office that says you have it, we missed the delivery, click here to find out what it was or click there to find out what it was. Well, guess what? It's probably ransomware. You're, you're, getting, you're getting tricked. Security awareness training Ongoing, regular training can help with that last 10% so that your people are more up to speed and understand what people are banging on the door with. Two-factor authentication. If you had two-factor authentication when people logged in, guess what? The bad guys don't have the second factor, right? They can't get to your systems with two-factor authentication turned on. Not expensive. None of these, none of these services are expensive through us. Many of our competitors will charge an arm and a leg for them. Ours are not charged that way. Ours are built for small businesses. Um, we've been doing that for the past 35 years. Our, our market is small to mid-sized businesses, and we price our services affordably. But these services that I'm listing to you are all no-brainers, right? These are things, without that two-factor authentication, the bad guys can't get in. Also, if you happen to be a domain admin on your network, right, you know, sometimes owners and, and, and C-level um Folks in many small to mid-sized businesses, over the years, their account has had elevated credentials applied. They become a domain admin. Well, if you happen to be tricked, you're a great resource for the bad guys to use your account to do all sorts of damage. So getting you off of being a domain admin um, should definitely be something you consider doing. There's so many things that are not that expensive that can be done backing up your system, you know? I, sh I should have brought that up first because pretty much the name of the show has been backup, 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 right? You need backups of your technology. We used to only really worry about backups when it had to do with hardware failure, right? Networking failure, you know, some something breaks. Well, now it's really more to protect your data from ransomware. Our backup technologies can allow you to back up your, your technology off-site or locally so that if you do get impacted, you can tell the bad guys to pound sand because you have a backup. You don't have to pay the ransom. Um, so, I mean, there's lots of ways to protect yourself from ransomware these days, and we're getting calls like crazy because it's all over the news. And finally, some of these small businesses are saying, you know what, Eric, I think we probably should do some of the things you've been warning us to do every month. So consider it. You know, this is your warning. If you haven't done these things, it's kind of like when your dentist tells you to floss, right? Eventually, if you don't floss, your teeth are going to fall out of your face. Technically speaking, right, Bob? If you don't brush, you're going to have a bad result on your teeth. These are all preventative, same type of things. Well, some people like having bad teeth. <laughs> only the English, only the British. Oh, come on, let's not go after the let's not go after the folks across the pond. I'm just kidding, guys. Um, but you know what? These these types of things, preventative maintenance. You know, you, you got to take care of yourself, take care of your systems. It's the health of your systems. These are basic technologies. I know you've spent so much money to get connected to the internet that you're going to spend more money protecting yourself from the internet. It, it, you're going to pay, pay tenfold to protect yourself from the internet versus being connected. And I know it's ironic, but it is. We're going to step out for a quick break. <laughs> Feel free to get online, 1-800-966. Back to your back. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab, and we have a four lines all jammed up. I want to thank you guys for joining us in the last half an hour of the show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we do start at 9, uh, but I'm just giving you a hard time. Feel free to get online when we uh, get through these calls. But I do want to thank all of you guys for joining us. Let's go right to your calls. Let's go to Mark in Cromwell first. What's going on, Mark? Mark, you there? Uh, I called in last week, you may recall, about a hard drive that couldn't be found in Windows Explorer. Yeah, I do recall. Generally, you had an issue with the hard drive, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and uh, you know, they, you asked me, is it vibrating, spinning, whatever, and I had no idea. So after I hung up the phone, this is what I did. Yeah. I, I, I uh, went up and checked it, but as soon as I picked it up, I could feel it, like it's something's moving in there, you know? Okay. Um, but still wasn't showing up on my Windows Explorer. Somehow, you know, and I'm, I'm a complete novice at all this. That's okay. But, but I stumbled on my device manager. I looked in there, and lo and behold, it showed up under my devices. Okay. Uh, I did a little research on Google, and, and it told me to go into something. And, and when the menu popped up, it was telling me that it was like it didn't have administrative authorization or something. All right. Could be wrong on that. But then I clicked on it to go ahead and let it be read, you know, to be read. And then it started telling the next step. It said it needs to be initialized. Oh, that would be formatting it. Yeah. So well, you don't want to do that. Right yeah, like good, right good, there. good, good, good. So it's it sort of sees it again, but it's still it sees it as blank space. Right. So again, you're still back in the same boat, although you're a little further with the understanding of how the computer works. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but if it wants you to yeah, initialize, fine guy. I just see what happens if I click here and there. You know? Yeah, that's okay. Uh, if you initialize that drive, you most likely will lose all your data. So it's not seeing the file allocation table, the FAT table, or, or the NTFS table on that drive anymore. It doesn't see the geometry of how the drive is laid out. Uh-huh. So the computer doesn't know what to do with it. And that's why you have no data on your drive. Um, okay. And that's why I'm saying, you did you try um, those tools we talked about from OnTrack? No, I didn't. Okay, so we we mentioned I think it was last week or during your your call or after your call. There's if you go to OnTrack, Kroll OnTrack, they have these data recovery tools that are free um, that people can try before they they decide to send their stuff into them, which is kind of neat. Uh-huh. You could always try to keep your keep your drive connected and see if those tools detect the drive. They may uh-huh. not if you don't see a drive letter. Okay. Um, but it might be worth trying. But the moment you initialize that drive, I suspect you're going to have no shot at your data anymore. Okay. So, so what was the, the name of that, that uh, software to check again? It's called Kroll on Track, and we can put a link over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the okay. show.com, which also works. Yeah. Okay. See if that works for you, Mark. So if, but, if worse comes to worse, can I just initialize it? Will it be reusable again, just minus all the info I had on it? I'm going to say maybe. I doubt it, though. Um, if you reinitialize it, 
and you still you know you start to see the drive. I wouldn't trust it. There's something wrong with that drive. Um, I would never trust to put data on it again. Um, drives are so cheap these days. I would tell you to punt it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just thought I'd see if there was another step we could go further. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. Yeah, well, try the software. If the software can see it, you might get lucky. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, and uh, good luck to Bob. <laughs> yeah, thanks. We'll miss his voice on on the uh, radio on Saturdays. That's for sure. Yeah, we all will. And uh, I retired myself, and just to let him know, um, you get busier than ever just <laughs> when you think you're actually retired. <laughs> well, that's good news. Yeah, that's for sure. All right, thanks again for your help. I'll give that a shot. All right, Mark, good luck. Okay, bye-bye now. All right, bye-bye. All right, let's go on to another Mark in Bristol. What's going on, Mark? Mark, you there? Yes, sir. What's up? Hey, good morning. Uh, and before I go further, I want to say best of luck to Bob and uh, that we're going to miss your Bobisms, Bob. And I keep plagiarizing the one you used about the uh, the cloud that it can evaporate. I think that was great. Yeah. We'll miss his isms. The reason I'm calling is I have some issues regarding a modem switch. I think it's somewhat similar to a gentleman's name was Cliff. I called in first uh, today. Yeah, he's having to reset it all the time. Yeah, well, I have a similar situation, though it's not exactly identical. Um, I was having trouble with Frontier. I was being throttled to the point where it was like DSL, or not DSL, a dial-up. Yep. So I switched to Comcast, and I had the Comcast modem from uh, 2017 when they pulled the same crap, and I had to go to Frontier. So I keep bouncing back and forth between our two providers. Yeah. So presently I'm using Comcast, and what I did was I just dragged out the cable modem, hooked it up, had them turn on the service, and I was good to go, uh, or so I thought. And I... Certain things I don't need to know about, like how modems work and, and networking and so forth, so I really don't know as much as I could know about it. So I right. can't solve this myself. I'm not looking for an answer, but just a direction to go in. I've been looking on YouTube at okay. uh, networking videos for hours, and I'm still yep. trying to figure it out. So All right, so, well, Mark, Mark, don't tell us yet, because believe it or not, your setup led us right into the bottom of the hour. So can you hold on? Absolutely. Thank All you, right. sir. We're going to put you on hold and get back to your calls. We'll be right back after the news. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And we are back here in the hermetically sealed studios of East Hartford, Connecticut, to have computer systems. Bob and I are here to help you out. And we're on the line with Mark in Bristol, who has a issue with his Internet service. Right, Mark? That's correct, sir. So where do you want to go here? You, what's going on with it? Okay, well, <clears throat> the new modem that uh, got uh, that actually I hooked up, actually nobody even showed up. They call it a self-setup. Mm-hmm. Um, I can get Internet and so forth and do my banking and all that fun stuff. That all seems to work fine, but <clears throat> there are several things that aren't working, and I'm not looking for an answer, but maybe just a direction 
as to where to look in the mode of the setup page to fix or correct the, correct the problem. Okay. So um, the biggest thing I have uh, is that I have an IP address conflict between my two computers. I've yep. got a laptop downstairs and a laptop upstairs. Right. And I keep getting a pop-up message saying you've got an IP address conflict. Two computers are using the same IP address. Right. So I try to go into the modem to look for the, I guess it's the DCHP. DHCP, yeah. Yeah, and I, however, the in, the settings, in, it, in for me at least, in a cable modem, don't seem to be similar to a DSL modem, and I can't find half the stuff I need. Before I got went offline with uh, DSL, I printed out every page of settings right. in the modem. And okay. it's very, very different from the cable modem. Well, before you go any further, if you have yeah. an IP conflict, either you're setting your devices to a static IP address, Correct. or you're, then the DHCP is useless, period, right? Because you said, I'm going to use this IP address. I don't care what DHCP says. So you're part of the problem. What you want to, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just, so your workstations are saying, I'm going to be 192.168.1.7. And then, of course, you set the other one to 192.168.1.7 as well. That's a conflict, right? Unless the other machine's turned off, it can't both be on the same IP address. Okay. So, so uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. So you're just going to go to each workstation and set them to be dynamic rather than static. Have them receive a DHCP address from that modem, and you should be good. Or set one of them to be DHCP if you want the other one to stay static. Okay. Of the little bit that I've learned, I already did that. I went, I'm looking at your, your with the sound off. I'm thinking you're talking, so I'm cutting you off. Um, I, I set them both to have the, the IP address that's given to them automatically, both of my laptops. Okay. So what you want to do then is type in the command line, IP uh, config forward slash release, and then you're going to do a renew, IP config forward slash renew. That's correct, Bob, right? Yeah, you need a space in between the forward slash and the IP config. Yeah, sad, sadly, I've already done that as well. And do you and find it? Do you get new IP addresses? Or are they the same? No, I don't get new IP addresses. I get a message, and I don't remember the exact wording, that that can happen because of some other issue, or it's just not, it just doesn't it just doesn't work for me when I do that. What is the IP address? So let's say you, if you do IP config, what IP addresses do you get at all? Pick, pick whichever device. If you do an IP config, do you get a 192.168.1.10 address? What's the address? Uh, I, I just typed in I config, IP config uh, release and then renew. And I, but I unfortunately don't have those written down at the moment. Do IP config with nothing? Just do the IP config. We want to see what you, are you in front of a computer where you can do that? Yeah, I'm right at the, I'm watching you guys on one of the computers. Okay. So, it's, so you're getting a you're getting a network connection. You're good. So let's see if you do IP config. Okay. What you have for an IP address? You just do CMD. Yep. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, typing away. Okay. Should music playing? Okay. We so used I to do that. I got a command prompt, uh, connection-specific DNS suffix, uh, wireless LAN adapter connection, media disconnected, media disconnected. Okay, uh, IPv4 would be, right? 
Yeah, IPv4. Right. So I get 192.168.0.20. Okay. That's that. Now do the same thing on the other device and see if you have the same IP address. Okay. That's all, that's all the way upstairs and turn to watch. And go, well, or you can go – So and, and 20 works, right, Matt? Mark? Well, yeah, yeah, it's working. On, ironically, it, it still works on both, but the computers work slowly, and it's almost like they're time-sharing an IP address. Which they can't do that. They can't do that. So what could be occurring is you have an IPv6 that's working. Are these uh, Windows 10 machines? Uh, one is 10, one is 7. Right, so you could have... Uh, you could have IPv IPv4 that's okay, but IPv6 that's conflicted or vice versa, because um, you they can run on either or, or both. That that can get kind of confusing too. So, okay, just just uh, looking at the screen now, though the IPv6 addresses are not one nine two. No, like they're not. IPv6 is yeah. IPv6 is a little hieroglyphic, but right. it, if you look at it and write it down and go look at the other machine and see if the other machine has that IP address, then again, that's where your conflict is. Possibly. I don't think IPv, uh, IPv6 is going to be the issue because typically part of the address is based on the MAC address of the machine. Okay. So you think it's going to be unique? It's going to be in the V. Yeah, it's going to be unique. Okay. So then you're back to your uh, IPv4 issue. So go to the other machine when you get a chance and see what it's running. If it's running at 20, there's your conflict. Pick one to be dynamic, one to be static, and move on. And make sure you don't have two DHCP servers on your network. Oh, there's that too. Also, you could always make a static. Pick one twenty and make the other one twenty-one. Right? You can and just make sure oh. your printers aren't out there. Yeah. <laughs> so ping before you do anything. Ping one nine two one six eight one dot whatever you're going to do, and see if anything responds. If something responds, well, don't don't pick that address. Pick an address that doesn't respond. That means it's available. And you have over 256-odd addresses, roughly. 254. All right, <laughs> to be exact. Um, you have plenty of choices. So pick, an, pick a number, and if it doesn't respond, that's one you can use as long as all your devices are on. <laughs> and uh, then you set it statically. Okay. Uh, question regarding the static slash dynamic. Doesn't a modem uh, inherently assign the IP addresses not um, dynamically? The modem, ge the modem would generally send it dynamically, yes. The modem would send it out dynamically. Okay. Um, but, but if you're saying, I'm claiming these addresses, what you would normally do is set a reservation in your DHCP service right. just to say, don't hand out 20 and 21. These are being used. That's why we talk about wireless printers, right? You 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 set the a wireless printer for for let's say ten, yeah. and you and you set a reservation in your DHCP to say any IP address between one and ten are going to be static addresses. So then they start handing out DHCP at eleven, right? So you can still go ahead and choose twenty and twenty one, um, and assume the odds are going to be low that you're going to have a conflict because there's nothing else out there grabbing that. That number, but if you wanted to be pure, you would set a reservation so that it doesn't send out those IP addresses. You'd have to log into the the, the device to to set that. If I were to do a factory reset on this cable modem, because mm -hmm. I did use it in 2017, and the the Comcast service tech set it up, he may have reserved certain addresses. I wonder if I were to do a factory reset, 
would I could I then possibly have the thing doing its job and not, no with no static assignment? Well, again, uh, you'd have to go into DHCP settings. So if you can get into it, do factory resetting, it's not going to do anything. It's just going to mess everything up. I would just tell you to try to get into your DHCP server on that device and take a look at the reservations, take a look at DHCP. You can actually tell it which IPs to start with within a lot of those devices. You just got to play in the DHCP server. Factory resetting is just going to put you back to factory, right? They're going to just have wide open DHCP. You could still come across a conflict, but it might work. You probably don't have a lot of devices on your network. Well, unfortunately, I have a home security system, so I probably got 15 to 20. But ah. They're all pretty much passive. You know, they're light controllers, yeah. uh, plug-in sockets, things like that. Right, but they're all getting IP addresses. They all have so, IP addresses, and if one of them is static. Right. That's your problem. Ah, that's a good point. Anything out there that's getting a, a static address that you're you're banging into, so you see, you, Bob. Bob can't leave. I'll tell you why. We can have a big discussion. He can throw in one sentence, and everything makes sense. Yep, that's why we're doing it in pairs. We both don't know everything. There you go. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks so much for your help, guys. And again, Bob, best of luck on your retirement. Thank you. All right. Moving on. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. Let's try to get another quick call in here to Janine over in West Hartford. What's going on, Janine? It's so it's Jean. Jean, sorry, a long time caller for sure. So anyway, I just want to double check because um, I believe that I have Open DNS set up on my laptop. But I, I remember that you said that there's a test that you can do to double check it because I actually did go to a bad website uh-oh. for the first time ever and kind of got into trouble with it. Um, so hopefully I, I've, uh, I know I've learned my lesson, but I yeah. just want to make sure. Yep. So you can actually go to OpenDNS, their page, okay. and they should be able to tell you whether it's active and, or I think it's called the internet bad guys. Yeah. I think that's what, what you had said before. Yeah. So you, you type actually, that. um, go to... Go to Google and Internet Bad Guys, and they'll tell you you can't go there, right? We'll put a link to the actual one. I don't want you to put one in that's going to be some sort of <laughs> trick. I know, because that's exactly what happened to me. So, right. and, and in addition to that, so with the fact that I did go to a, a bad website, yeah. and I actually did not catch it right away. I went to sign up for something that looked legit, and in mm. fact, when I got to a, a legitimate one, they actually had done a copy print that it was exactly the same website. I mean, so it was pretty uh, specific. But um, my credit card company called me right away, and at first I thought it was okay, and I said okay. And then the more I thought about it, I thought, no, there's something wrong, and then I I figured it out. And so I was able to stop the whole thing, and, and I'll just get a new credit card. But it's amazing because how scary it is now because every time I try to use, be consistent on the credit card that I use, Yeah. but that credit card actually, this is the second time I couldn't even change the credit card that comes up with the whole number. The only thing they didn't have was the CVV code. Right, right. It pre-filled it from past yeah. transactions. and they keep coming up with that number. So now... That number's all over there. Well, of course, now it's going to be changed, you know, because, yeah. you know, as far as that goes. But I'm also kind of just worried in the background about the information that you put in, because even though you didn't put in a Social Security number or something, you put in enough information that it makes you nervous and, yep. you know, it's scary. 
Uh, it is scary, and we put a link up there as far as how to prove whether or not you have OpenDNS active for you okay. to check that for you. All right. Good job and, catching it. Yeah, and, um, well, and you know what? Mostly it's you guys because I've been listening to you forever. And, again, to Bob, I say good luck because, uh, you know, I um, – He's been he's been a great resource, but you guys have been great. I've depended on you for so many years, so I appreciate it. Very good. We're going to miss him, too. But thanks Alrighty. for calling. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're going to step out for a quick break, get back to more of your calls. Maria, hang on. We're going to get to you. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And uh, we got Maria on the line, so let's get right to Maria. And Bob's going to refresh to see who else is on the line. What's going on, Maria? Maria, you there? Yes, I'm still here waiting. Oh, there you are, Maria. What can we do for you? Um, Eric, if you remember, um, you spoke with me on the phone. Um, I was having some problems with uh, my internet in my TV and uh, a neighbor. Oh, right, recall. yeah, very strange. Yes, very, and still, but much, much better. You gave me some good advice regarding, good. Uh, and I switched internet companies. It's amazing when you switch internet companies because, yes, you're supposed to have your internet for your computer, but they, but with the sophistication of today, you've got several other devices, including a television mm-hmm. with, with Internet. So they checked uh, with the TV, and they made some adjustments, and, and it's worked perfectly. Oh, good. And so, but I bought a sound bar to help yeah. with the sound because of the, you know, the sophistication now of uh, the different programs, um, to hear it more clearly, even though I've got a... My son bought me a smart TV for my birthday. Mm-hmm. I put in the sound bar, but what has happened, um, Eric and Bob, it's cut out 15 channels. The sound bar puts, doesn't give you sound for 15 channels? Yes. Okay. It, it, the, the actual channels just turned off some, for some reason. The sound bar wouldn't do that. It's coincidental. It's it's coincidental because when I pull the soundbar out, the the channels that I had before on the TV come back in. What, Maria? I don't know. You got some weird issues. That doesn't make any I, sense at all. I know. I I I wonder if my son hooked up the soundbar. I blame him. One, yes, you might have hooked it up. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense, Maria. Right? That makes no sense that your soundbar would get rid of your channels. Bob's got a thought here, but we're coming up against a hard break. Go ahead, Bob. So you got to find out, is it set up so it's uh, analog, or is it the connect like the RCA connectors, or is it the optical connection? That's what I would look at. You almost need to have your son call us, Maria. Yes, I'll, I'll have him call when he gets back. He's in Daytona. All he right. Florida, Bob. Uh, he <laughs> went to a, a, a truck show. Awesome. Uh, have, him, have him call us next week. We're coming up against the heartbreak. The show's over. I'm sorry I didn't get to you, Maria, in time. Bob. Yeah, that's all right. Good luck, Bob, and uh, enjoy Florida. All right. Bye. All right, very good. Bye-bye. I want to thank everyone for joining us on this Saturday morning. Thank you, Matt, for producing. Thank you, Mike G, for posting everything live. See you next time.
listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's gonna go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.